Boy, Eli. Here's the garage hammer. Episode 237. On tonight's episode, the Manlings are talking from their home, which they always do. But now they're talking because they have to be talking from their homes, like the rest of you. And I guess that's what they're going to talk about. The weirdness that is the thing they always do anyway. So shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Garage E-Tools for the next two and a half hours or thereabouts. We'll do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you big announcements, big goings on in the world, and welcome to the Thunderdome. I'm Alex Gonzalez. I'm... I'm... I'm inebriated right now. That's me. Hello. That's... Hi, yeah. hi inebriated. I'm... Buzzed on caffeine. Oh well, that's great. And uh, I, I am not. I'm telling you right now. Uh, today is support your local uh, takeout place day. You know, because and our local bar and grill. Um, you know, they're not making any money, so they had these. Uh, you could buy these margarita packs where they give you the agave. And the tequila and the salt and some limes and whatever the flavor, if you like. Heather likes the pear. And it basically costs retail, but they're making some money. You know, like you're helping out the local store. So that's what I had for dinner. And, a margarita? Uh, uh, yeah, I had margaritas, yeah. Okay. That's fine. Why not? You know what? Why not? I can't go anywhere. I'm not doing anything in the morning first thing. I'm going to go paint 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 the bathroom uh, probably tomorrow. That's the big excitement of my day. So, uh, All right. So we should talk about thanking our sponsors, most of most of whom can't do business right now. And I feel bad for them. Yeah, we, should still... we absolutely should. Um, and if you can support these guys, please do, which yep. include Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios for all your basing needs. And then, um, oh, hey, listen. Well, you know what? Just keep going. I'll come back to it. Okay. And Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. There's nothing going on right now at Grognard's. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's clever. Yeah. What are you going to do? Like, he's doing the right thing. He's not, no, I mean. Todd is for sure doing the right thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like, listen, if you're not essential, you should be closed. And Todd's like, okay, well, we all love gaming, but let's not be stupid. Yeah. And I had asked, because I went in uh, Saturday uh-huh. to pick up a few things, you know, support your sponsor, that sort of thing. Um, I went in there and I talked to him and I had said, well, it's like, you know, I know you have a full-time job in addition to running the store, um, but I'm obviously worried about the other guys because who knows how long this is going to last. And he's like, oh, no, all my guys are getting their normal paycheck. They all have other jobs beyond. So I'm taking care of the guys first and foremost. So, yep. I mean, you got to take care of your staff for sure. Yep. Okay. Uh Oh. And you know what else? We should probably thank our Patreon sponsors. The Patreon sponsors. Those people who make up the 1% who make everything that's coming across right now possible. Now, granted, it's not much yet, 
but it's going to steamroll into something mediocre. Just wait. All right? And those people who are helping out this show to reach that level of adequate, our associate producers, Phil Elliott, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, and Lance Pear, our executive producer, Colin Miller, our newest patrons, William Shen, and and Vanderpool. Vanderpool just changed up his, his pledge. He's already a pledger, but now he's jumping up and, and saying, hey. Um, and thank you all for becoming part of the 1% who makes this show and everything we do possible. And by the way, um, if you are at the t- if, if if at the time you are listening to this, you are a Patreon patron for Garage Hammer, go check your messages because um, Six Squared Studios is doing something nice for all the people who are patrons of the show. Um, he's got tokens. Oh, Alex, I totally spaced. I was supposed to send you a picture of this. I should probably do that now. Um, but they 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 made. Uh, like tokens, you know, like objective markers or whatever. Um, oh, okay. But it's it's for it's for the quarantine. So and it's you know it's, of course it's got a Nurgle on it too. Um, but I really appreciate your token effort on this, Dave. That it's coming through right now. I'm sending it to you. But yeah, check it, folks, because he's you know he wanted to do something nice for all the Patreon patrons because that's. That's Six Squared Studios. That's what they do. Kevin and Brad are awesome. Um, so check your uh, messages, Patreon patrons. And uh, Alex, you know we have voicemail. Is it still working? It is working. We don't have one is it, right now. Is it under quarantine? It, no. You can always call the voicemail line. Uh, you should sanitize your phone. Uh, not because of the voicemail line, just because you should sanitize your phone. They're gross. Uh, but you can call one seven five seven gh show 6 1-757-GH-SHOW-6, and uh, you can leave us a voicemail. And then we play most of them because <laughs> that's what we like to do. Let other people kind of put in the extra time on the show there for us. Um, so that's you, clever. That's what they do. They help us out. That's what we do. Um Call the voicemail line. Leave his voicemail. I don't have any right now. So I guess we're going to go on. Uh, we should take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about the toolbox because there's tooling going on. So, uh, Tim Toolin? Yes, exactly. You get it. See, he gets it. And with that, folks, we will be back. I don't get it. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get.
And we're back. We're back. And guess what, folks? Alex always brings us back first. But I just jumped right on it. You know why? You know why? Because I'm ready to go. I am ready right now. On fire. Ready I'm the one that's hopped up on caffeine, and you jumped the gun. Okay. Look, we, you know, hey, we only got so long, so we got to just got to keep rolling. Okay. All right. The Toolbox brought to you by KSRG Superstore. Toolbox. KSRG Superstore. Alex, what hobby have you done? Okay, so I can actually talk about this now. Yay. Um, I've been working on a supposedly secret project for uh, Bruce City Brawl, which was supposed to be the end of April. Uh, that's what all my death stuff has been for. It was supposed to be uh, 2,500 points Legion of Blood. Uh from Legions in the Gash using uh, Neferata, Manfred, two Zombie Dragon, Vampire Lords, a Palanquin, and 40 Chain Rasps uh, for 2,500 points <laughs> because they had a uh, an honorific award for using exactly five monsters, well, Leader and Behemoths, and it's okay. called the Monstars, Alice Space Jam. Um, so that's what that was for. And I haven't been able to talk about it. Um, so, but I'm still working on it as if I'm getting it done. And I finished, uh, my Bloodseeker Palanquin and a couple extra Nighthaunt characters and the rest of my Chain Rasps. So I'm still actively working on the army, but now I can talk about it. It's supposed to be like a surprise. Holy cow. Alex has a monster mash list. Um, well, I was surprised. Right here, right now. I had no idea this was going on. The shock and awe in my voice should tell you exactly how shocked I am. I am. I didn't know. You didn't tell me this. I didn't ask either, though, because it's like, okay, you got a new cool army. That's awesome. Now, what were the five big monsters again? Manfred. Yep. Neferata. Yep. Two vampire lords on dragons. Okay. And a bloodseeker palanquin. And that's a Legions and a Gash army, right? Legion of Blood. A Legion of Blood. Okay. Yeah, it was. It's it's a Corda New Lamia battalion. So Neferata, the Palanquin, and the two Dragon Vampires get plus four movement as long as they start their move within nine inches of the Palanquin. So okay. the whole thing is, it's like it bubbles around the Palanquin, and the dragons fly. I think they move 14 before they take wounds. So then they move 18 inches. Um, and a lot of deployments now you're 18 inches apart plus charging. And Manfred is a budget Nagash for his command ability. Okay. So the whole thought was I'm going to send all five of those big beasties at one side. I didn't use the chain rasps to go sit on objectives. Um, but yeah. No, that's what it's supposed to be. And it's all, like, my whole death is death metal themed. So I have, all my chain rasps have metal skulls for, mm. like, the metal, um, the vampires on the Bloodseeker Palanquin. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. Their skulls are all metal because they're metal. Death metal, yeah. Got you. Okay, I just wanted to make sure they're metal because they're metal. Got it. Yeah, just the skulls, though. The rest of them are... The skulls are metal. Gotcha. Yes. Metal! Mm-hmm. Um, the palanquin 
Uh, the vampirist is the lead singer from Nightwish. Um, and then for the two vampires, one is Corey Taylor from Slipknot and Stone Sour. And then the other is supposed to be a tribute to the Dark Saga album by Iced Earth, which is about Spawn. So the vampire is Al Simons, also known as Spawn. Um, and he's got a bunch of chains wrapped around him. And I'm going to paint his cloak, obviously, like the Spawn cape and go a little crazy with the cheese was on that. Um, You've got all the, this done? No, I'm still working on it. All and I have left to do is secret the whole time. Yeah. This is crazy. And yeah. a little weird. Yeah, all I've got left to do for the army that I was taking is just the monsters. So I kind of like green, gray, purple, and metal and wash, and I can't finish my army. Yeah, but the chain rasps are, all they are is metal, wash, and contrast, and a quick dry brush. Like, I'm not going to do another horde army again, except for Nighthawk, because they paint up so quickly. Yeah, I do like how quickly I managed to get what I do have done. Yeah, I need to so, get. I need to get. I get need to get some excitement back for for doing hobby. That's the thing, but that's a different story. Man, yeah. that's a crazy. Okay, that's okay. And I'm not done with it yet. But the night haunt half, um, I have Lady Alinder, who's going to be Maria Brink from In This Moment, and Kurjos is going to be Alice Cooper. So I'm going to take a, a tree revenant head, shave off the ears, and then use that in place of the crown for Kurdos. So this way he looks a little more broody and then do the uh, eye makeup like Alice has. Okay. And I'm still working on the rest of it, but um, it's going to be like more like metal, death metal thing. It's something stupid. Um and then the basing is snow with blood. Um, well, that's one of the my best favorite... kind of snow. Yeah, not yellow. No, um, no. But uh, my one of my favorite bands is Avatar, um, and they're a metal band out of Sweden. And one of their songs is "When the Snow Lies Red," obviously implying blood. So yes, yeah. No, that's one of the things I've been working on. Then I'm also working on the ner- the worm spat. From Warhammer Underworlds, the Blight Kings uh-huh. uh, Warband. Those models are ridiculously fun. They look really nice. They're uh, they're still coming along, but the I never really looked at Blight Kings as like something that I would paint. Like I've judged a ton of them, and when you see them, it's just like okay, it's a big fat guy falling apart with guts and weapons and stuff. And I guess I just never really appreciated them that much until I started painting the worm spat. And it's like, these guys are ridiculously cool. I don't have time for another army right now. (laughs) So, yeah. No, they are really good. I'm having an absolute ball painting them. And I've been working on the last 13 um, Moon Clan Grots that I need to finish for... Like, Loom Spite Army at the same time, but 
it's supposed to be like, I'm working on this fun, cool unit while I'm working on the boring grots just to help keep the motivation going. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been doing way too much hobbying and not enough anything else. Like, well, I just that, counted everybody's up. Everybody's been doing that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but since the beginning of the year, I've painted 109 models already this year. Wow. Yeah. Contrast is amazing. Yep. And every one of them is contrast looking at it. So, yeah, I don't care. Job's done. <laughs> there you go. So, but yeah, that's that's my hobby. How about you? Uh, what have I been doing? Um, oh, my my soul, my Stormcaster sold. So, I now officially only have a <laughs> Night Hunt army that's like table legal. But I'm playing it and so I and it's what it's the army I want to play, so I'm good. Um, I did pick up some. I was at uh, Hobby Lobby before everything shut down. I was picking up uh, some sketchbooks for Kira. And aren't uh, they still open? I don't think so. I think they've been trying to say that they're an essential business. I can see people need stuff to keep them sane during being locked in. I mean, that's why we went before they shut. We're supposed to close down. Yeah, there was a letter that came out from the uh, president or whatever saying that, hey, we're going to stay open oh. because we are an essential business because my wife had a dream that we're that we're an essential business. Oh, yeah. I saw, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Special, special children. Anyway, go on. Um, but they had a lot of Star Wars models, like, you know, like in the car and boat model you know, section. And uh, so I, I, they were a lot of them were on like clearance, so they were like three bucks for a kit instead of like twenty, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I got like the Death Star, a Star Destroyer, a Tie Fighter, a Tie Interceptor, an X Wing, a Y Wing, uh, and uh, Poe Dameron's, you know, boosted up, you know, tricked out X Wing, and I think I got one. I think I got an A Wing too. Um, and they're just all in little flight stands. It's just like scale model Star Wars stuff, you know? And I'm like, oh, you know what? I picked them up. I've said it might be kind of cool. Like I got a lot of family members who like Star Wars to go, you know, take them if they like and put them on their desk. I'm just trying to find something to do that might get me interested in doing some hobby right now. I mean, I just finished my one class. I got another class starting in a week or two. And that'll be it for this uh, this school year. But uh, I'm just trying to find something that I think. And I'm like, the Star Wars stuff looks pretty cool, and it's putting something together that's different than what I've been doing. So that's I picked those up. I think I'm going to give that a shot just to get something going. Cool. Uh, have you done any gaming? At, I mean, I, you probably can't, can you? We haven't been able to. No. That's right. You don't have anybody at home to play with even. I have the baby. Well, um, right, but not to play Warhammer with. I mean, Not to play silly. Sigmar with, no. No. See, I got Harrison here. I could, like, twist his arm, but right now he, he's actually back in school, but he's not. He's home and at school simultaneously because school started on Monday, but he's doing it from home now. Yeah. He's not the happiest person about that. But uh, 
you know, I don't mind having him home. And we could play some Warhammer at some point, probably. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, when those new elves come out, yeah, that's not going to happen for a while. Um, what, uh, so, no, I, 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 we're, we're, we, I had the, my family members, uh, they made up some Dungeons and Dragons characters, and, uh, we may run a Dungeons and Dragons campaign in the evenings because we're all here and it's something to do. For sure. You know, um, that's about it for gaming for us too. Um, you got any other at all? Like you've been doing anything fun either with the baby or with your hobby or, I mean, you just dropped the big secret army project, which I still don't know how you did all that because you're showing pictures of other hobby you're doing in the evening too. Like, mm-hmm. Oh look, I got this done. So you're just working twice as fast as you're letting on. I'm just, I'm disgusted. Sure. Um, so fast. Yeah. Um, but I'm not the fastest mouse in all of Mexico. I will tell you that much. Um, <laughs> any event. So <laughs> Alex Gonzalez, not Speedy Gonzalez. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, any event. So Carrie and I watched McMillions on HBO, which is about the McDonald's monopoly fraud. Yeah. Which we found pretty interesting. Um, and then yesterday I watched Godzilla, King of the Monsters for the first time. That movie's so much fun. It was. It was <laughs> proper good. Um, hey, I was on last hold. Godzilla movie didn't have enough Godzilla. You need to have a lot more Godzilla fights. How about if we make a movie that's all Godzilla fights? And the critics like, this movie's terrible. And all the people are going to see it because it's all Godzilla fights. The whole damn movie. Not the whole movie, Enough but there's of it, a though. lot of Gojira yeah. fights. Yeah, um, no, they threw it all. I mean, they weren't skimping. It wasn't a build up to the end. It was, hey, we're going to have fights all the way through. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. I had two hours to kill on hold with an insurance company. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch a movie. So, no, that was awesome to finally watch that. I'm a Godzilla fan, but I just never get the chance to go to the theater anymore, so... Yeah, no, um, so that was pretty much about it for, like, the other. It's just been pretty chill. Huh. Uh, let's see. Um, I was still reading bits of the Seraphon book. I watched a little more Ultra Carbon. Harrison's home, so we started watching Peaky Blinders because he's never seen it. And I'm like, you should really watch this. You and should then, really watch and that. And then when it comes on, I'm watching it, too, even though I've already seen it because I'm like, okay, this is too good. Um, and we're supposed to watch Memento tonight, later. Um, and I've been on still on the horror movie kick with Heather. We watched Midsummer again, Exorcist Three, Night of the Demons, Demons, Sleepaway Camp, and right now she's watching Warlock because you know Julian Sands is really hot in it. So she was like, "I want to watch Warlock." And I'm like, "Well, I'm going to go record the show." Um, we still want to watch The Witch and Hereditary, uh, so like I'm, I'm home, and it's like when I'm not getting other things done, or if I'm doing stuff with Harrison, or if I'm folding clothes, or if I'm cleaning up doing stuff, and I was like, I'm always putting a movie on, and so I just been I've had a lot on. It's been fun. Huh. I mean, not like fun. I don't like ever. No one likes being locked up, but if I've got to be here, it's like at least I got um, all these things I've been wanting to watch, and I haven't been able to because of everything I've been doing. I'm like, I'm just gonna leave it on all. The time. Like, I'm just going to leave it on while I'm home. Because, yeah, I'm not going to get this opportunity again. Right. You know? Um, 
at you know, I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm prepping for work and doing stuff like that. But yeah, I've just been, I've had the, uh, I've had the movie, I've had the, something on all the time at this point. So cool. All right, that's the toolbox. Okay, it sounds really weird because we <laughs> lots of lots of stuff that doesn't seem all that gaming uh, related right now, but that's what's happening. So, um, so I mean, that's I suppose that's we should talk about. Uh, well, we can talk about that later. Really, um, there's been a whole bunch of stuff that came up after we wrote up these show notes, and I'm thinking, now, did you get to see the uh, the Games Workshop the preview? Did that happen today? No, the preview is the 28th. Oh, the 28th. Okay, what, what was what was everyone talking about looking at today? Then what did I miss? Uh, Kiss Live. Oh, that's right, the Kiss Live. Oh, that's right, Kiss Live for the old world and the, the concept people. art. Yeah, and of course, nobody can ever just be happy. I mean, hey, full disclosure, I don't. Cool. I no, like Kislev stuff. No, the concept art is neat. Um, but again, this is years off. And the one thing I had noticed is that it's Forge World. Oh, yeah. Um, because the one of the posts came from the guys saying, hey, we snuck over to the Forge World office and oh. took this. So it's like. Okay, so Old World is going to be a Forge World game. Is that going to be like 30K? I'm assuming so, because it's heresy. Um, <laughs> I but, see what you did there. Good, good. Um, no, the model, the concept art is actually pretty accurate to what Kislevites should have been, besides like the Polish army um that they looked like because they didn't have enough of the mongolian flair except for the uh ungol horse archers those ones actually looked like what they were supposed to look like i think right so no i think they're just heading in the correct direction which is nice and i liked it i have no i mean I'm not even going to say I have no desire to play it. Like, when it comes out, I'll take a look at it. Like, I take a look at all GW stuff. Some mm-hmm. of the stuff I try. Some of the stuff I buy and don't try. Some of the stuff I don't buy at all. That's kind of how it works, you know? It's... I'll wait and see. Like, I'm... It's a new game. Of course I'm going to check check it out. But it's still, like, years away. Here's some concept art. I thought it was cool. Don't do that. That's AOSified. What are you doing? You've seen one freaking set of pictures. Relax. I'm sorry. People just getting all tense about stuff that just doesn't. It's like, okay. But I want to get upset now. (laughs) (coughs) I'm not sick. That was just me choking on my own spit. Gross. It happens to the best of us. And I am not the best of us. So it probably happens more often to those of us who are not the best of us. So deal with that. Um,. What else? Um, okay, oh, shop is closed. Yep. They sent out the email today. <laughs> and actually, when we're saying this, it'll probably be kind of timely because this will go out like in a day or so, unlike the last episode where we said all the stuff about what we're going to do at Adepticon and how they're monitoring the situation. And by the time that episode dropped, it had been canceled by a day or two at least. So 
Ugh, God bless America. Um, yeah, I totally lost track of what I was saying there. This is what happens. What mm-hmm. was I saying? Can't uh, be that important. Games Workshop closing and That's why right. it took so damn long to get that last episode out. Yeah, sorry, my life's shambles, but I got an A in my one in my graduate classes, so bite me. Um, yeah, I mean, damn, they put out the 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 other today. They're just and I get it. They're totally. They're like, look, we're closing everything. No online orders. No warehouse working. No, I guess. I mean, I'm just assuming that there's that any new releases are getting delayed, right? I mean. Who knows? Uh, we're dealing with some really strange times. Yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just, I mean, this pretty much means everything has stopped, right? I mean, that's what the letter sounded like. You know, it didn't sound like, yeah, we're going to just keep, I mean, I, I don't know. I have no idea, but. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm glad I'm, st- <laughs> I'm lucky I'm stocked up on what I need if if I actually decide I want to do some hobby. Mm-hmm. But, uh. Ugh, this is crazy. This is crazy. Yes. Uh, it's I don't even I don't even know. I don't even know. But uh so yeah, Game Workshop is closed. Um other places are trying to stay open. Grognards is closed. Um seems like just about everything has been canceled or delayed. And so we're all here trying to maintain some sort of semblance of normalcy or at least make the best of a bad situation. And everywhere you look, there's people just like, oh, time for lots and lots and lots of hobby. Everyone's posting their ideas, what they're doing, what's going on. Um, how are you dealing with all this stuff? Alex, have you have you had more time to hobby, or do you get to hobby when? It, you know, I mean, you said you watched a movie on hold. I mean, can you sit and paint on hold? Not really. No, um, just because I with being on hold, um, I can ho- I can like assemble stuff and clean mold lines and flash because it's easier for me to put it down immediately right. when I have to start typing again. Um, can't do that with a paintbrush. Very true. So I had for me, I'll sit. Yeah, for me, I'll sit there and assemble, um, and clip sprues or whatever. But that's all the really hobby I can do while I'm sitting doing nothing, um, because some insurance companies have their own system. Doesn't make any damn sense. But you know, whatever floats your boat. Gotcha. But at least hey, that's where your building stuff comes in and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, we asked for some questions and we were just, uh, we just had some of the things that we're doing to get, uh, just to get some stuff done, uh, just to try to, you know, for people who are trying to focus on more upbeat things, these are things you can do at home when you're by yourself and you're trying to do your hobby and you're not all, um, able to, uh get together in game which man you know i'm home most of the time anyway Mm -hmm. but this like but it's always like at least i felt like i could go out and do something you know now i'm home all the time anyway and it's like i really can't like it's it's not that i was doing it a lot but now that i have no option it just is weird yeah Um, i mean it's not terribly different from what i've been doing for the last year right um it's just i'm not going into the hospital uh, where I work 
at all. Um, we can't have family come out and see the baby because she's more of a threat to them uh, than they are to her at this point, yeah. um, unfortunately. Um, but it's been an interesting process because like the Friday the 13th, um, before all this really got into full swing, my dad had a quadruple bypass. Um, he is okay. He's out of the hospital now. But like he had the surgery on f- that Friday the 13th and then the next day we got the notice saying that the hospital he was at ad- admitted a COVID patient. And oh, it's geez. like, oh, no. So then we couldn't go see him anymore. Um, and it's just – it's been an adjustment uh, because he can't pick up Joan for, I don't know, the next couple of months. Oh, yeah. And that's going to kill him the first time she tries to get him to pick him up, pick her up. Um, cause he just loves being a grandpa. Um, like he's definitely more involved with her at her age than he was with me at her age. So, <laughs> um, and I don't blame him, but, uh, no, it is, it is what it is. And then, um, I've mentioned this before, but my uncle is in the ICU with COVID 19. Right. Uh, and he's recovering. He's getting better. He's actually able to eat food. Um, and they moved him back to the infection control unit instead of the ICU today. Oh, that's good. Uh, the 25th. So, or the 24th. So he's, he's in the clear and heading up in that direction. But they don't know how bad the long-term damage is going to be to his lungs or his liver because of everything that he went through. Jeez. Um, like, I know there are some people that don't take this seriously, but it's like his pulse dropped to 28 man when they took him to the hospital and then the next day he didn't like it was that low again so this is not something to screw around with people um and my uncle is not a guy in bad shape he's a um operation iraqi storm veteran he's a former fighter pilot he does stuff with airplanes now and that's where he got it um, we're assuming from work. Um, and he's a former smoker, but he's been clear for, I don't know, about 20 years because he quit when they decided to have kids. Um, so, and he kept in good shape. He was always very active. But, like, this will wreck somebody if you're not careful. So, please be careful, everybody. Yep. Okay. Um... So what are we? What's it? What's next on the list here, Alex? What are we going into? Are we? Um, we can. We, I know you had talked about like the different questions and stuff on Facebook. We can uh-huh. cover some of those before we go into uh, my little psychosocial segment. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, where is our? Where is my group? There it is. And all right. So. We uh, asked anyone if they had anything they wanted to ask us about um, before we start talking about more things you can do when you're home by yourself. Um, they want Okay, Justin Kiefer wants to know what we think about contrast paints. I've, I think I've made it clear. I love the contrast paints, but I'm a lazy painter, and uh, they just allow me to, to just get stuff done to a point where it's like, hey, look, I am happy to put this on the table and play with you. Um, without the d- donation of of the that massive amount of time, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it doesn't look as nice as the people's who are really going in there and you know. I don't know. Stuff. It doesn't always. I mean, it can. It doesn't if, always. You know, but if you're just really ripping something off quick, I mean, I'm you're not. I mean, I'm not running through on a contrast paint on my army and expecting it to take home a best painted or something like that. No, 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 no. Um, you know, but it's. <laughs> It's at the very least tabletop quality, and I'm happy with it. Uh, like I said, my whole Nighthawk army is what I'm, I'm doing it all in, and it's like, oh, this is turning out really nice. I'm pleased. Yeah, and the reason I say that is because when we were talking about Holy Havoc and Wap- or Holy Wars and Wapaka last episode, like I qualified for the top X percentage at a Holy event with a 100% contrast army. So Really? Yeah. Which army is this? The Gits. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they do look pretty good. Yeah, they look pretty good. Um, but everyone was like, there's no way that's contrasting. Like, it is one coat of yellow. That's it. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, so it's just like, it can be done. Um, I think the big thing with contrast is you just have to be clean about it. And... With the paint, you can definitely see where you've missed spots. So you have to catch the spots you miss because that'll help tidy it up. The second you see that pop of gray or wraithbone or whatever, it kind of kills everything. But if you can cover everything and make sure that you've got good clean coats, it's not. It works. It's darn effective. Well, I like it. Um, I think that's that. Okay, what else we got going on here? Uh, opinions on the old world coming back. And then someone underneath that commented, along with square bases and movement trays and wheeling, question mark. Uh, no idea. Um, what do I think about the old world coming back? It's great. It's another game. It's another thing to play. Uh, hopefully, whatever the system is they used is good. It's not going to be 8th edition, right? I mean, it can't be. They're just going to re-release 8th edition of Forge World, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Like, nobody knows what this is going to be. I mean, um, I would think they would streamline it a bit. That game is flipping clunky, man. I mean, it is. It, I liked it. I played it. I had fun with it. I'm looking back at it going, man, like, there's just a whole lot of unnecessary in that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um. Uh, like I said, I'm. I'm ex- I, hey, I want to see what they come out with. I like those concept art from Kislev. Um, I've always liked Kislev stuff, and because you know it was one of those places that they actually talked about, and they were there, and they had like a small. I don't was that sixth ed that that Kislev list came out. Wasn't that in like? It was in one of the Chronicles books. Oh, okay. How long? When, what edition was that in? Oh, I want to say sixth. Yes, it was 6th edition because Ogres came out in 6th edition and they had the units that were immune to ice magic and the only person to cast ice magic was Zarina Katarina. Oh, that's right. Because there was some other stuff. Weren't the Yetis were immune to ice magic or some the stuff? The Yetis were immune, to, were immune to ice magic and then anything with the Dragonhide banner that's right. was immune to ice magic. That's right, and I came in after that was that list had already come out, but like was not. In, I don't think it was in print when I was playing, because I came in right at the right just as seventh was dropping. Yeah, 
So yeah, I'm, but I mean, I've seen people have Kislev armies. I'm like, that's such a cool concept. I like it, but it never got like full treatment. Like people are asking if we think they're going to do, um, like Cathay and Nippon and stuff like that. I'm just like, I, I don't see it. Like, I mean, I, they could. It just really depends on the scale, um, and what this game turns out to be, because we don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, I have no problem with it. I mean, you want to bring it like 30K, you know, it's got a definite base. It's got a fan base. It's got people who like to play it, you know? I think the big difference, though, is that 40K and 30K have some parallels. Uh huh. Whereas with AOS and WFB, there aren't a lot. No, well, that's true. Maybe it's a bad comparison. But. Well, no, because that is the comparison, because this is the precursor to the current system of play. In either the timeline or rules. Well, actually, it's in the timeline. Well, see, 30K is different. It's a precursor in the timeline. Yes, and the rules are different. There are some yeah, variations. Yeah, but it's not going on, back to old rules. Not, or is it? It's not rank and flank versus... Right. And we don't even... Uh, I mean, we, we don't know for certain that this is. That's the thing. I don't know much of anything. I just want to see what it is. It's like, okay, this could be cool. I'd like to see this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just love reading down the questions and doing this stuff. See, this is, and you know what? Seriously, um, if you're kind of stuck, if you've got Skype or any other video service, you know, uh, we do paint nights. Like, and we don't always use the video because we don't really want to look at each other or look at what we're painting. I mean, you might put it up, but a lot of times, if there's just two or three of us, we'll just do a, a, a phone call or a group call. And just sit on the phone and just hanging out and talking to you while we're all painting and talking about what we're painting and talking about what we're doing. Um, if you've got that capability and, and you and you have friends you usually hang out with that you do hobby stuff with, give that a shot if you haven't yet. I mean, I know this sounds dumb and lots of people do it, but I still know there's people who are like, no, I've never done a call or a Skype while I've been painting. And I'm just like, it. it honestly, it's... It is refreshing to have a couple extra voices, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Besides the one in your head. Well, yeah, but that, that, yeah, no, that one doesn't come talk to me when I'm painting. Mm-hmm. No, he's no. So, <sighs> um, I don't know. I just keep popping. I mean, I know we're just kind of going mailbagging it and hanging out here because we're not ready uh, for next episode, which I think is going to be the start of Cities of Sigmar next episode. Isn't that what we said? We did say that, right? Yeah, it's going to be a tale of seven cities. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So <laughs> that's, yeah. Wow. Well, okay. you know, we're all kind of... <sighs> We knew when we were figuring this, we were we're going through all the notes and, and we're putting all this stuff together, and it's like we just we just wanted to just sort of talk about what we're doing while we're sort of locked up. And so mm-hmm. I just keep saying, "Oh, hey, what about this? Do this, do that." So if that was terrible, forgive me. I, I need to hold on. I need another drink. There we go. Okay. Um, okay. Here's this question from Rob Fanelson a while ago. And then many years ago, there was a statement made at a con by GW that ultimately their goal is to have one game system that 40K and AOS slash fantasy would use. The differences would be in the army books. 
Looking at AOS, I would think they would use that as the basis for the one system. My question is, what would you guys do to range combat to make it more of an option for 40K? More so, how would you adapt AOS to play 40K? I Okay, if it was many years ago, like, was that more than five? Because then that's not AOS. Because you could have probably mixed up 40K and fantasy rules and made one system out of it. No. They were pretty close. You could have just made some adjustments. 40K and Sigmar are close right now. If you think about it, because the to hit and the to hit number is set. It doesn't matter the function, and I don't. If I don't, I don't remember if there are any modifiers to your to hit roll aside from like special rules of the target you're shooting. Okay. Or anything like that. Everything's got a concise movement. There are command points and command abilities. Um. Everything's got the coherency, although it's a little different in each system. Uh, cover is vitally important in both games. So that is actually, yeah. I was just thinking more along when because it said it many years ago. I'm thinking, well, that would be fantasy, and I remember fantasy in old 40k had a lot of these. I mean, a lot of extra dice, a lot of extra. Um, well, it was a lot of the same kind of principles with the. The to hit and the to wound charts were the same. Um, there was obviously no arcs in 40k with the exception of the tanks. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't... I see 40k and AOS having much more comparable things, but they're different enough in the game system itself. So I don't think they're going to do like a core game, but I think there's like some core components that are consistent between the two. Okay. No, I see that. I haven't played a 40K game in a while, but as soon as you're saying it, I'm like, wait, you know, yeah, all of that is right. I'm just, I'm, I've got my head in that fantasy mode because of the old world stuff. And so I was thinking more along fantasy and then what was with that. And I said, well, no, this is, okay, so, I, okay, I don't know how to make range combat more of an option for 40K. Uh, I don't play enough and everything I have shoots something. So, I, I mean... I, I have no idea. I don't. I don't play it enough to to answer that to be able to answer that question. Um, what about how would you adapt AOS to play forty k? I wouldn't. You mean is, is, are we still? Ta- I mean, it's the same question. So we're talking about just trying to make them more of the one system, right? If we're trying to do more of the one system, it is as close as it's going to get. Um. It's really, I don't know how else to fix it. Yeah, this um, is this is kind of a tough question. I, I, I I'm, I'm the only th- thing I can actively think about is the command point system for Sigmar, and the command point system in 40k are a little different because you can spend command points to get rerolls. Um, you get a bucket of command points right at the start with 40k. I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you. Yeah, I think you start with yeah. However, yeah, you start with a bucket. And uh-huh. then, but AOS you accumulate. So I mean, they're like there's some differences, but I think it's as close as it's going to get because they have the wounds charts for tanks and monsters in 40k, uh-huh. uh, similar to what they do in Sigmar, but yep. it's not as granular. 
Because, like, I think the tanks only have three profile lines for movement, hit, and stuff. Yeah, it is It is a shorter... It is definitely shorter. Yeah. So, I I don't know that I would. Um, and I don't know that I would want to. But I don't... I Alex is the gamer. Doesn't know. So... <laughs> That's a better answer than I can give, especially right now. That's all I'm saying. I can't. Nope. Nope. I got nothing. Um, you. I guess you would need everything to You need a lot more shooting, which seems weird because a lot of things seem to shoot nowadays. But you would need. For a Sigmar? Yeah. The, there's a lot of things that shoot. It's just the things that shoot in Sigmar, you see a lot of the same things that shoot. And there are some armies that just legit have no decent shooting option. Yeah. Um, Deepkin, for instance, they have the best shooting option they have in Deepkin is either the harpoon launchers on the back of the Alapexes and the guy that throws fish. (laughs) The guy that throws the fish. The Soul Scryer. Right, Um, right, right, right. So... It's like you also look at uh, stuff like Iron Jaws. They have, what, one thing that shoots? It's the Crusher, and that's it. Oh, yeah. He just yells. Don't see this have thing. In 40K, Air Boys. doesn't everything have a gun? Except Almost maybe everything demons? has a gun. Um, some of the demons do have guns. The horrors, obviously. Um, but I think the only ones that really don't have guns are like, Tyranids and demons. Other than that, unless it's a dedicated close combat unit, everything has a gun. Interesting. Yeah. So that's. I mean, I think that's that's probably the biggest difference right there. If AOS is going to be more like 40k, like everything's got to have some sort of little ranged attack, almost or, or more things. I think would have to. You know. Yeah. In some regard. That's. I mean, that's just. Then that's just a huge difference. Even if it's not a, something great, or if it's a shorter range. Um, yeah, I think it would have. That would have to be a much bigger factor in the mm-hmm. game if you're going to adapt it to play like that, because there's a lot of that going on in there. Um, other than that, like you say, there's. A, it's a lot of. It has a lot of parallels as it is. Exactly. So. All right. Let's see. Uh, Robert Hensel, let's go on to this one. Thoughts on new armies getting huge terrain pieces and room on the board for them. Don't get me wrong, they're very cool and a neat way for interactive terrain, but the size creep is taking up a lot of table real estate. By the time you place a Bone Reaper's Nexus and a Seraphon Realm Shaper engine or the Sylvan F. Groves, there's little left, especially for thematic boards. Uh, that's not that's not incorrect. I I love these terrain. I think they're cool, but they're big. They do. They're huge, and they they're getting obnoxious. I mean, they look yeah. good, but it's obnoxious. Like I put down an entire castle in the middle of the board. Oh, I got the the knot holes look cool, but they're not, and they're not too big, but they're all over. There's a bunch of them, you know. And though I'm going to lay down three forests, and then I'm going to add four more forests. Oh. <sighs> Come on. Like, I get it. And it's cool that you can do it. It's just, it's not wrong. It takes up a lot of real estate depending on what you're putting down. And they're just getting bigger. How, how big is that, the, 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 uh, 
what do you call it? The, the Realm Shaper engine? Yeah, the giant, uh, it's not a pyramid. Why am I blanking on this? It is a pyramid. No, it's a, it's a ziggurat, right? No, it's a step pyramid. Oh, okay. I thought it was a ziggurat, which is similar but not the same. Okay. It just sounds like you zigged when you should have zagged. Possibly, um, but I am kind of a zag nut. Okay. Um, I don't know how big it is. It's uh, just, see, I mean, it's a freaking pyramid. Yeah, no, it's it's big. Um, but the other thing to remember is that it also depends entirely on placement, where you can put these things. Um, mm-hmm. For a lot of the terrain... It has to be within X many or outside of X many inches from objectives, other terrain features, wholly within deployment zones. So, I think the ones that are like the big offenders are the ones that deploy outside of deployment zones um, or territories. So it's like you think about the ones that go outside of a deployment zone. You're looking at the Deepkin boats. You're looking at the Bone Tithe Nexus, right. the Sylvaneth trees. The corn altar, the flesh eater court's throne, the gloom spike gets uh, loon shrine, though, and the fire slayer's uh, pizza oven, pizza oven, and the herdstone. So it's like a lot of those have to be in their territory and more than twelve inches away from enemy territory, and not within X many inches of an objective or a terrain feature. So. If what you happens play, if there's no way to do you that? You don't play it. So you cannot, if you cannot fit, you must it admit. doesn't sit. Uh, if you cannot fit, it doesn't sit. I like that. Yeah, it's not a cat um, where it just forcibly sits itself. It has a defined footprint, and if you cannot legally place it, you don't play with it. So, like, you know how I set up my boards here at the house? Where it's, but- like, clustered as all get out? Yeah, I put like 12 little pieces of terrain. I don't put uh-huh. up like four or five big pieces. I put terrain all over. So people got to move around it, pick their spots. I, I mean, I know I got sort of a I got, – when I was playing all that 40K with Chris U, I started putting on more, you know, just chunky, a lot of line of sight blocking stuff laying around. That totally messes up somebody's day if they've got terrain. How do you handle that at the yeah. tournaments? I mean, I know you don't put down tons and tons of terrain at the tournaments, uh, but I mean, the, the, there's a decent amount at all on all the tables at Adepticon. It's not like the, it's not like there's it's a five piece, you know, marks and X, you know. Yeah. So the big thing is just you have to allow players to be able to play with their terrain, but maybe not in the most optimal spot all the time. So it just kind of depends. I mean, we didn't have to go there this year. Um, thank you, coronavirus, but, uh, <laughs> like the rules for the bone tithe nexus, how that thing gets placed is a little clunky for tournament play. Um, so it just, you have to make it this way they can use them most of the time, but if they're going to be that big at a certain point, you may not get to play with them. So I think people need to adapt to that as well, is that I may not be able to get to play with my Loon Shrine, or I may not be able to get to play with my Herdstone. The Herdstone's a little different because it's small. Wow, um, okay. But like so the bigger just, pieces, you may not... Huh. I may have to put a question... We may have to put a... Well, people can comment on the Facebook page. How would you feel about that? Like, if you came over to my house to play, and I, I'm a cluttery terrain guy... 
and you really wanted to put down your I like I would be like okay move some stuff you know like because you're at my house I wouldn't want to be like this is how I play your thing's not allowed because uh, that that guy you don't just you don't want to play with that guy but uh, how would you feel if you're at a tournament and they had a lot of terrain and you couldn't place your piece and they're like tough I had to do that at Holy Wars really the Sunday I didn't play with my loon shrine because it. The the tables you were playing on wouldn't allow it? Yeah. Huh. And how did that make you feel, Alex? <laughs> I won both those games. Oh, really? Yeah. Loon Shrine my eye, then! I think the big thing is it's just at a certain point, you may run into a situation with these big train pieces that you may not be able to play with them. Based on the terrain, based on the scenario. Because if the deployment zone is a smaller zone and you cannot legally place it, then you can't play with it. So I think if you're going to an event and you're trying to be a competitive player, you need to practice without it and see how you can adapt to not having it if you depend on it. If it has a lot of restrictions on where it can go. Huh. Like the Deepkin boats are a little different because they deploy anywhere you want them to as long as they can fit. They are the cats when it comes to deploying when it comes to deploying terrain. Because if it fits, they sit. But most of the other terrain is not cats. They have a definitive footprint, they have definitive rules. And you just need to follow that. So I don't know. I think it just has to come down to adaptation. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, you're not hearing a pop or a crackle, are you? Or like a that was my toe. No that, no, that wouldn't be it. Um, I haven't thought about that, man. You go and you're going to not be able to play with your... Okay, how crucial are some... Like, what, what, which one of these is really crucial to your game? Like you can, you're, you're, you actually won a couple without your loon shrine. Doesn't make it sound makes it sound less than crucial to your game. It doesn't do a whole lot. Okay, um, but then again, my armies with my gits are a lot of squigs, and it doesn't really benefit squigs unless you're wholly within twelve of it. But if you're wholly within twelve of it, that means you're in your half of the board. And you're not really getting out to where you're supposed to be getting out to and working. Uh-huh. So its area of influence is not as big as some of the other ones. Um, I see. And then the ability to recycle units through it, that's great. But I have to roll a dice for it. And I only get half the unit back. And it's way back on my side. So, Okay. But that's the Loon Shrine. Like, the other, like, clutch ones, when you think about it, like the Corn uh, Altar for the re-rolling prayer attempts is huge. Yeah. Um, but it is also substantially smaller than the Loon Shrine. Yeah. No, the footprint on that altar is not big. It's, it, it's, I can see that fitting in lots of places. Yeah, the Herdstone is also small. Right. Uh, the Pizza Oven is fairly like, it's got one big side do? to it. Huh? What does that thing do? Do you know offhand? Um, 
it makes pizzas, Dave. Why <laughs> it's a pizza oven. Um, so they just got the runes, like the act, like like the good runes, the ones that they hammer into themselves. They just keep them in the pizza oven, and that, those things are those things are hardcore. They don't melt. Yeah, they're magical. Um, so you keep them in there, make your pizzas. Then when someone needs one hammered in, boom, you pull it out, hammer it in, set up a new one in there. But so the the all those runes with the uh, the Urgold, that's what's in the oven. Just that Urgold holding together, heat, lots of heat before it gets hammered into their skin, making pizzas. Mm-hmm. I get it, but. Uh, the big clutch ones are like the bone, the like the, the bone tithe nexus isn't even that important to the army. Yeah, what does that one do? Stuff. I only played against it once. It had a bunch of different rules. I was like, okay, exactly. whatever. Just, just tell me what's happening. It doesn't sync with the army as much as some of the other pieces do. Um, the ones that really sync with the armies, like the charnel throne, um, is a small footprint, and you only use it once, pretty much, because it prevents. It, you don't use the command points to summon when you're near the chair. So you use it, and then you move away from it. Uh-huh. So it's like, great. Um, the Herdstone has a much bigger area of influence than the other terrain features because it itself expands in its aura of influence. Right. Uh, the Deepkin boats are important just to get in the way, but you can play Deepkin without them. The biggest one that gets hit is Sylvaneth because their teleportability is limited off of the trees and getting the wildwoods down. So, but now they got, they're the ones that get hurt the most. Now they got those little having, those little three tree combos, right? Yeah, they got the little rings now, so you can go around some terrain features, but it really just depends where you can get that thing to deploy. Right. And how big you try to make it. So now, can you do? Do they still allow the old forest? Yeah, you're allowed one. One of the old ones. Yeah. Okay. You can either do the crazy new awesome one, or you get one of the old ones every time you either summon one or set one up. Okay, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Yeah. So I never even thought about that. If it don't fit. It doesn't sit. That's what you said, right? Yeah. If it, yeah. If it, if it don't fit, it don't sit. Gotcha. And you won anyway. Look at you, Alex. That's why you. That's why you're so valuable on the show. You know what to do. You know how to win, even without your your shrine. That's just that's fantastic. I'm I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> so. Oh wait, hold on. Question. Question. Um. Yeah. Okay. So we answered. I, I did. I did not think that question was going to go that way. But um, speaking of which, I want to. I'm. I think I want to paint up and do some more terrain. I don't know why. I don't get to play. But I just kind of. I know I've got some terrain left. I got a lot of that terrain for Warcry and stuff, like the the shrine bits that you can use for Warcry. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I can use that for Age of Sigmar too. Mm-hmm. This is a good opportunity, folks, while you're at home. If you don't have a new army to paint or don't want to paint your army, go look over your terrain. Does it need a touch-up? Maybe it's t- maybe you're playing with primed or gray terrain. This is an opportunity to bring it up to table standard. It doesn't have to be gorgeous. It just has to get done. It's the terrain. 
but it always looks better when it's painted to rain. Don't know why. I mean, I do know why. As to that whole look to, you know, and the whole idea. That it's t- the immersion. But, yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Immersion. Immersion. That's the, that's the, you, I need a bell. I just thought about that. I, I, I said I was going to get one last episode. And I just realized I was just about to ring the bell that I didn't get for myself. God bless America. Uh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted. It happens at times. Um, you know what I'm it's saying? It's okay. Squirrel. Right. Um, yeah. Do I do one more and then we'll take a break and then come back for the next segment? Oh, yeah. I guess we should because we got, we got a few more of these and we can come back and, and talk a little more. Okay. Uh, okay. D- talk about the how awesome the new uh, KO are. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. I read the book. I don't know if they're much better or worse because I wasn't playing them. The boats are better. The boats are better. And that is important. Next question. Okay. I like I think it's one of those things like we can talk about how awesome they are when we get to that book review again when we do the return to it. And I think we should prioritize that one first for redo books. Um because it is so vastly different from KO version one. Okay. Well, why don't we do this then? We're gonna do Cities of Sigma, right? Yeah, that's next. Okay. Um I wanted to do Seraphon. No, and we should. Um, I just like them. Like, I've never played them, but I just like them. Um, and then we can do KO. Um, yeah. Or we can do KO and then Seraphon, depending on if we got the Seraphon book done and everything together in time. But we'll get that figured out later. But so, yeah, uh, book episodes coming, folks. And I know we're splitting them back up into two parts because of time. But, um,. By that time we get all through all three of those, I should be done with my next class, and then we'll, I'll have time to focus and, and get 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 more attention done to getting this done. So, <sighs> all right, um, yeah. So I guess we'll take a break, and then we'll come back. Right? Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them.
And we are back with a little something different uh, for us. We'll come back to the questions later. That's when we're going to do some more of those, but not now. No, not right now. Gotcha. Um, so first things first, um, just as somebody who's in the mental health profession, um, I just wanted to throw a few things out there because things are really weird right now. Um, one, we're all going a little stir crazy. Uh, cabin fever is a thing. Um and everyone's got to make a lot of serious adjustments. We're spending a lot more time apart from those outside our immediate families. Um, people are scared. People are overwhelmed and dealing with a lot of things. So I kind of wanted to take a few minutes to discuss like some simple skills that people can use to like work on just how to keep themselves calm and together. Um, yeah, these are little coping mechanisms other than just like go downstairs and paint some more or Yeah, it's just some simple stuff that we've that I've used in my therapy time um and like different skills that we've used in groups that I think people might be able to benefit from cuz it's a lot to ask to have to stay at home and like going out very minimally. So cuz we're going to feel isolated. Um Really, I mean, we're not islands. Humans are a social animal, so I am a rock. But don't take me for granted. Wow, I, I just I don't know. I'm That's saying ignorance. things. It's what I do. Um, yeah. So, uh, first things first. The easiest one that I find is like a mindfulness technique, which is like a recentering. Um, and like just focusing and getting your brain back together. And this is one of my favorites because it involves food. Um, it's, it's really simple. You go and get a small piece of plain chocolate, like no nuts or rice or anything like that. Just plain. I like chocolate. Nuts. Hmm. I said, I like nuts. Okay. Moving on. Plain um, okay. Yeah. So just normal chocolate, dark milk, whatever. Um, so go ahead, grab it. We'll wait. Um, but essentially what or you're doing is you're gonna, it and we'll just keep yeah, going. Seriously. Um, so you just take the piece of chocolate and you set it on your tongue and close your mouth. Um, don't chew. And what you're going to be doing is like focusing on the change in the chocolate, the taste, the intensity, the texture. Um, this process is supposed to take a while, but if you're focusing on, how it's changing and melting and all that stuff in your mouth, um, as opposed to what you're stressing about, it can help you like recenter, calm down. Plus it's a piece of chocolate. Um, four square breathing is a CBT technique, uh, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, essentially you inhale for four seconds through your nose, exhale for four seconds through your mouth and then repeat it. So you're essentially doing a square. Um, and that, it's a deep breathing technique. That's really all it is. Um, guided imagery is the common phrase for this is the happy place. Um, <laughs> and like, I know a lot of us have seen happy Gilmore where you go to your happy place. You got crocodiles, you got guys playing pianos. God, I hate that movie. But <laughs> anyway, um, essentially what you're doing is you're thinking about a memory or a place you want to go or a place you've been, um, and focusing on all the different sensations about it, like the temperature, the wind, the smells, like why it's important to you and just kind of like 
going off in that place. I don't know if anyone has seen uh, the movie Collateral. Have you seen that with Tom Han- with Tom Cruise and uh, Jamie Lee- and Jamie Fox? Yeah, um, Jamie Fox's character has a picture of an island um, that he pulls the visor down of his taxi cab and he just looks at it and thinks about being there and it helps him calm and center and refocus. So it's that sort of thing. Um, I know this is going to sound weird, but take a shower um, and keep your normal routine um, with your ADLs. So that's your activities of daily living. So brush a shower, shave, just because no one's going to see you face to face, except for the people in your house, doesn't mean you shouldn't do these things because keeping your routine is going to help with your own well-being. Um, yeah, sleeping, no, that's, that's legit. Seriously, that. Uh, that's one of the things we've been doing, and I, I Heather and I both, you know, I get up every morning. If I go for a walk, I got my sweatpants on or something like that. But once I get home and I, I get my shower, I put on. I mean, I know I'm going to be home all day. I could sit around in sweatpants and and baggy t-shirts, but it's like, no, I'm going to get go up, get dressed. I'm going to put on regular pants and fitting t-shirts, and and you know. And I make the kids, you know, no one's sleeping in super late. You know, they're sleeping in later than if they'd be getting up for school because wh- why not? But, you know, right. But, but, okay, now it's time to get up. Let's get up. Let's get stuff doing. You know, we've got plans for every day. There's either schoolwork to do or something to do. Uh, we got some chores. Look, what's we're going to do today? And as I said earlier, I'm going to be painting the bathroom probably tomorrow. Yeah. But it's like if you're home, just try to keep busy and keep acting like, you know, you don't just want to stay in your pajamas for three weeks, <laughs> you know. Maybe you do, yeah. but you shouldn't. I'm just saying. Yeah, and it's one of those things that it's going to help ease the transition back once we all go back to work outside of our homes. If we're not essential workers or working from home on a short term basis, um, and if you are an essential worker, hats off to you. Yep. Um. So just do the simple stuff. Um. Being cooped up. You're gonna your sleep your sleep schedule is gonna get thrown off because you're not like having to do the commutes or anything like that. Um, if you're having a hard time sleeping, get off your phone at least an hour before you go to bed. Um, you would be surprised how much of a difference that makes. Um, and that's really like the big stuff. And that's try to be active. Um, go out for a walk if you can, or even just go outside and breathe air. So, yeah, um, I didn't get to today, but the last couple of days I've gotten up and just walked around the neighborhood. I mean, there's almost nobody out there. And honestly, if right. I mean, I saw someone coming with their dog and out of courtesy, I just crossed over to the other side of the street because I'm just walking literally around the whole neighborhood. I went yeah. for a walk for just about an hour the last two days, walked a like, couple of, you know, a couple of three miles or something like that. Just, you know, going everywhere in the neighborhood. Uh, there's not a lot of people out, so you can go do that and you're not bugging anybody. And dude, it's it's it changed my whole attitude because I, I had surgery. I couldn't work out for two weeks, and literally the day I could go back to working out, they closed everything. Yeah, I'm like, oh okay. And I mean, I get that. I'm not complaining that they closed everything. Like, I, I get what they're doing. Um, I was like, damn it! <laughs> like, I've been waiting to go back to working out after surgery, and it's like I can't. So it's like, no, I'm going for walks though, and I feel. So much better after going for a walk, um, just being outside, getting out of the house, moving around. It's kind of eerily quiet. It's got a sort of a 
it's got a sort of I am legend sort of quiet feel to it during the day. It's a little weird. Um, Without the zombies. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. The other big thing I do want to talk about um, with regards to these sorts of things is to focus on forgiveness. Um, you're going to screw up. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Um, it's going to happen. You're going to get testy with the people you live with. Um, for simple oopsie daisies and just losing your temper once in a while for something stupid, just you're going to screw up. Don't beat yourself up too much and extend that same courtesy to the people you're living with for simple stuff. Like, obviously, if I'm an egregious thing, you know, be mad. But uh, for simple <laughs> things, just you're going to bicker. You're going to snark at each other. Just extend a little bit of courtesy to yourself and to the people you're living with. So uh, that's really the big stuff um, that I wanted to talk about as far as, like, just simple things to be mindful of and that can help you guys get through this. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, and some people are having a tougher time of it than others. I mean, I know everyone's joking around and it's like, oh my God, a few weeks I could totally do this standing on my head and maybe you can, but not, mm. every, not everybody can. You know what I'm saying? I really think the people that have said that are going to have a hard time. I'm, I was actually, you know, here's the thing. I was like, oh God, I've stayed... I've had stay-at-home days. I have spring break, you know, like I have Christmas break. There's times, but like I'm usually busy around the house or I have, I have, you know, activities. So it's like I, uh, some of my day is taken up with driving people around. Okay. So I, I, there's some of it's being used, even if I don't go to work, you know, and those blocks of those days, the other people in my house are doing things. And so I'm taking them to, so everyone's got some time for their thing. And now that we're all staying home, and nobody's right. going to anything, you don't realize how long, oh, man, I wish I could stay in the house all day. It's cool for a day, mm -hmm. but just staying in the house all day because there's nowhere to go. And then it's like, oh, okay, I'd kind of like to do something else right now. No, I don't have that option. No. And that's where it gets weird, and it doesn't set in right away. But, I mean, I've been home now. This is I'm in the middle of my second week being home because of schools, and I'm going to be home the ne a week after this at least. And a lot of people are, gonna, are home and doing the same thing. And it's just, yeah, and there's five of us. And there's basically, I mean, we got the basement. We got the first floor because it's the one big room, you know. Mm -hmm. the And then there's the, the three bedrooms. And there's five people. Yeah. So it's like Harrison's down here. The girls are each in their room. Heather's probably in our room. And I'm in the living room. And that's the only that's the only way people get privacy. Mm -hmm. And that's just, it's crazy. We We have a big enough house where there's five of us and... Even though we can we can each be in a different room, we all kind of feel on top of each other. So, exactly, it's weird. Um, okay, so do we want to? Oh, listen. Okay. Um, last episode, we weren't certain if Adepticon was going to happen or not, and here we are recording. Uh, isn't it like? Yeah, it's no, it's Tuesday. I'd be packing up tonight, getting ready to go tomorrow. Yeah. And so would you. By the time this is out, it would have been going on right now. And, like, we're all kind of, I mean, we all get it, but we're all sad it didn't happen. But, Alex, um, well, this one was going to be really special for you, and I feel really bad. Um, you want to you, you take this? You want to tell people about this? Because, I mean, they should hear it from you, really, more than from me, I guess. Yeah, um, so I've got Carrie in here with me for this one. Um, 
Adepticon 2020 was supposed to be my 10th year um, running the Fantasy Battle or AOS, AOS events. Um, I've been involved with Adepticon now for 13 uh, or 14 years. I honestly don't remember how long it's been. Um, and it's Adepticon 18, so I've been involved um, since a couple years in, and that's really scary to think of now that you think about it. Um, I was initially a volunteer to uh, just help my mentor, uh, Marty Gaska, and his wife, Kimberly, and their uh, his daughter, Megan. Um, and then Carrie came on board to help out with running the computers, um, to help out with Megan and Kimberly. And when Carrie and I took over at the start of 8th, um, we kind of shamelessly stole how the Gaskas do things, which is Excel and cookies. Um, there's usually a plethora of cookies. If you've ever worked with us, we have cookies on standby pretty much all the time. Um, so, and then this year was supposed to be um, like the last thing um, was that four player team tournament. Um, as long as I've been going to Adepticon, um, it was always talked about, to do a four-player team, like how 40K does it in either Fantasy or Age of Sigmar, and this was going to be the year. Um, my 10th anniversary as the guy running the show was going to be the last feather in the cap. The last thing I wanted to do as a TO, and that could have been it. Um, I w I've actually played in the 40K four-man team tournament in one of the first years of it, and I don't remember a lot of the games, but I just remember having such a good time with it. And I wanted to bring that experience to AOS and I've always wanted to see it happen. And it's, it's not, um, fate was not kind and we had to cancel for 2020. Um, obviously plans have changed and it is time to adjust. Um, Adepticon 2020 was supposed to be my last Adepticon as the coordinator. Um, this was my retirement year. And it still is. The plan was to go out with a bang and like, do the last thing. Um, my life is heading in a new direction. And honestly, I need to follow it. Because I'm, um, I'm running myself too thin. And... Like, last year, I was pushing Joni around in her stroller doing rules judging. And, <laughs> um, like, Carrie and I were not really sleeping that well at the time. And there was just so much going on. And it showed that I was not 100% with it. That I was um, a little more than crispy um, at that point And just <laughs> not really caring. And that, it bothers me to no end that... I was like that, but, you know, doing the best you could. Um, but this is the course. Um, so Adapticon 2020, the Adapticon that didn't happen will still be my last year. Um, so starting in 2021, um, there'll be a new, uh, team coming in. Uh, they've already started getting, uh, the parts and pieces put together for who's, running that um i don't know if it's public knowledge as to who's running it so i'm not going to make it public knowledge um 
but there is already a replacement team coming in. Um, so, um, it's been a long time that I've been doing this and it's been one of the greatest honors in my life to have been the coordinator, um, for as long as I have for this community, for Adepticon, for the Sigmar and WFP events. Um, but I need to focus on the other, like the two greatest honors in my life, which is Carrie and my daughter. So, and this is not because I don't like the game or anything like that. It's just, this is, this takes a lot, a lot of my life is to do Adepticon. And for the longest time, it filled a hole and it's different now. And for Adepticon to be successful and to be as great of a place with all of our friends, um, it needs someone that can put more attention onto it than I can right now. So, um, I love all of you guys and I'm really, that's, that's it. So maybe you'll actually get to see me on the tables, uh, next year, um, as opposed to running everything, but yeah. so that's effective. As soon as you hear this, it's public knowledge. I'm done. Well, thank you, Alex, for, I mean, I'm sorry that your, your plan didn't go the way you'd hoped, but thank you for all that you have done. I'm just looking forward to like spending some serious quality time with the family that I've helped build over the last 10 years um, and actually be able to spend time with people and not be running around like a chicken with my head cut off. All right. I'm going to stop droning on because. <laughs> All right. Look, um, you know, why don't we do. Because we've still got some time left. Do we want to take a quick break and then come back for some more questions? Yeah, well, let's do that. Let's take a break, come back, do a few more questions, and then we'll wrap it up. All right, cool. garage hammer shirt who cares about him look at that guy with the garage hammer hoodie that's right guys nothing tells the ladies i'm one of the gaming elite like garage wear so hurry to garagehammer.net slash store and soon you'll be the guy at game night that all the gamer chicks are talking about remember boys first you get your gear then you win all your games then you get the chicks that's right, boys. The only gamers we notice are in Garage Gear. Okay, we are back, and I didn't. I thought it was Alex's turn, but then I realized it's my turn because I jumped on the first one, so I'm not on the uh, evens. I'm on the odds because this is how things go 
um, when you're when you're a gangster. So what? I don't don't man. Come on, don't you got to know better than to ask me that? I don't know what I'm talking about. We know. So I'm doing. We should probably talk about the things that other people want us to talk about. Yeah. So do we want to get back to some questions? Yes, yes, yes. Let's do a couple more of these because we got some time. All right, Anthony Little. With everyone being a bit poorer and stuck indoors, are there any old projects that you're looking at going back to? Huh. Um, I, I'm telling you, in the next couple of weeks, I'm not even going to get my current project done. I know some people are sitting down and buckling down, and they're like, it's time, eight hours a night hobby. Yeah, I, it's not me right now. Um, I don't think I've painted anything this year. I mean, I did in the beginning. Before PACA, I finished up what I had to paint for PACA. I don't remember how many I had left. I think it was literally just the characters. I think it was like six or seven models. But that's it. Um, after PACA, I usually come back on a real hobby high, but... Uh, then just real life was like, hey, where's your nuts? I need to kick them. And uh, I haven't been doing a lot of a lot of hobby. Although I, I like to. I'm sitting here looking at what's left on my table, and I'm getting rid of the old stuff that's kind of clogging up my view. And I definitely want to. If I was going to do an old project, I'd probably, I'd, 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 I would go back and finish up my, my, my Legions of Nagash army because a lot of that is, I have so much from the, you know, the the my old you know vampire counts army i have so <laughs> much undead that need proper round bases and that's the biggest thing and then i decided i needed to repaint them and then i was repainting them and it's like oh you know what contrast paints right i could probably go real easy but i don't feel like i'm not going to strip them and i don't want to just prime over the second oh god i gotta edit that god bless america okay hold on <laughs> boop a doop said a dirty word uh okay, lots of editing on this show. Ah, see, here's the thing I come to realize is that if you aren't thinking that you're recording this evening and you have a few adult beverages with your dinner, then you got to do a lot more editing later. That's that. That is a key factor. I think it is an exponential growth number of adult beverages to amount of editing the show has to have. That's all I'm saying. That's a total mm-hmm. sidetrack, but it's relevant. You know why it's relevant? Because nobody's leaving their house, and suddenly there's all sorts of extra YouTube videos on, and all sorts of people are putting out extra content. If Barnett hadn't moved back to Park Ridge, I'd probably have three episodes of Garage Gamer to put out for you. As it is, I'm digging through stuff, and I found one I didn't put out like last year this time. So we're going to throw that one out. Uh, probably just because why not? Because everyone's home. Here's some more content. If I could figure out how to make a halfway decent YouTube video that didn't look like it was made by, you know, chimps, um, then uh, I'd probably throw out short ones of that too, just for the heck of it. You know, reading favorite bits of lore or something like that. Who knows? But that's where I'm at right now. So I'm totally off topic. Why aren't you stopping me? That is your job. What is wrong with you? I wasn't sure where you were going with anything. I'm not going so. anywhere. I am. I'm, I, I told you. I've been, I've 
been drinking. And now I'm doing the show. And I'm uh, great googly moogly. Ugh. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know where we're at. What are you thinking? Um, so as far as like old hobby projects, um, I really don't have any that I'm looking to go back to or things that I've been Aren't you doing a whole on. new flagellant army because the, because the, the, the young lassie grabbed a box? Isn't that your plan now? You she grabbed another hundred of them, a right? singular box. Well, now um, you got to buy nine more. What the heck? Come on, man. Uh, no. Nope. Just one. You are not fun. No. Uh, painting that many flagellants is not fun. Oh, um, I tell you what, if those stupid mantic zombies didn't come with those bases like as part of the model, man, I would totally just convert all those over to round bases and just be like, zombie horde is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and that zombie horde, yeah, 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 would then attack your new army with all your guys from all the rock bands. And then it would be my metal singing army against your... Because your guys are metal. The heads are metal because they're metal. My guys are just like, like really bad, like not quite all right in the head, Axl Rose impersonators. That's what that see. And I think that works. I think Uh that works on some level. I really do. Uh, So I also may try to put together the set of dread fleet that I have. (laughs) Uh, The one I gave you for your birthday. Yeah. I'm glad you like that. Yeah, it's still in plastic right now, but uh, they're beautiful boats. Like the game, they are uh, the replay value. That's my biggest beef because I enjoyed it, but the replay value. But painting those boats, man, those are just a joy. That hey, okay, if you're stuck in your house because of quarantine, all right, I got an idea. You're stuck in your house because of quarantine. You start digging through all your old stuff. You realize you still got Dreadfleet. Because someone gave it to you as a gag gift, right? Or you bought it yourself because you're like, this is going to be awesome. I remember that other boat game that they played. What was that game called? Man of War. There you go. That game was great. And then you're like, I played it once. Yeah, it's fun. Play it twice. Like, okay. And then play it third time. It's like, same game. So then nobody plays it. Maybe you never painted them. This is the time. Dude, this is the time. Show us your Dreadfleet models. Go to the Facebook page. Show us your Dreadfleet models. And uh, and then post them all up on social media. Make the Dreadfleet models show up everywhere. I am putting out the call. See, this is what I'm doing now, right now, putting out the call. Dreadfleet, do it. All right, <laughs> get through your get through your quarantine. You 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 can you can run that court right through it with your fleet. Just right through the quarantine zone. Forget about it. You're done. You're out. All right, Alex. What else? <laughs> uh, you've got all the questions in front of you. Oh um, no! I just thought. Did you have anything else you're thinking of doing besides your dread? Or you just mentioned it, and I totally ran off and cut you off because I'm getting my second win, and I have gonna. So I'm gonna finish this here. You go ahead. I I was waiting for you for the next question, homie. I totally misunderstood that. Okay. Uh huh. Um, thoughts on hobby slump? This is from Joe Emery. Since Christmas, I've struggled to get the motivation to do any painting or any hobby other than the school club I run. Hey, man. Me too. Alex? Dave? 
how do you keep going? Because you got a whole surprise army. You just pulled out your wazoo. Yes. Um, and they're metal. Cause, and the heads are metal because they're metal. Yes, that's uh, that's that's very observant, Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, um, I've been known to take breaks. I don't stick on one project. And if I'm in a slump and I need to restart the engine, as it were, I pick something small, um, whether it's a small assembly job or just picking one model and slapping some paint on it. And for me, that eventually, like, spirals into working on multiple things at once again or i just take a break from it altogether and just like chill do something fun read a book um or sometimes i'll just watch a movie and if it's like a classic movie like lord of the rings or even something like mad max fury road just something to like get you pumped again um and then Finding the right or music. Happy Gilmore. Get out. Um, He's a Bruins fan. He, that's he great. I'm just saying. I, I watched uh-huh. it the other sure. day. It was great. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> any event. So no, I'm just trying to find like some simple things that I can do um, to like restart, or I even go and play a game. I mean, I obviously can't now, but. Um, if it's playing a game online or just talking with your friends about the game um, and playing, like that inevitably gets you going again. Read the lore. Yeah, that too. Read the That's lore. That's a good one. If I get sometimes I don't feel like painting and I'll just sit and I'll just be like looking through the book, looking at the paint jobs, and I'll go back and start reading some of the stories, and that'll get me to maybe maybe sometimes want to go back and look. I I get in some of the worst hobby slumps that you can get into. I've been in one since. February 6th, or no, February 1st, all my hobby has been putting things in boxes and selling them. Like, you get into that. But, like, I'm looking around, I'm like, man, I never finished that last piece or two of terrain that I had. Maybe I should paint those. And little things like that, like Alex was saying, I mean, that's how I get out of my slump. I'm not one to talk. I'm still in it. And I don't even care because I'm just like, hey, life. But... It's not like I've given up, and I keep looking around, and there are things that inspire me at least, you know. And that I mean that that's the thing you got to find something that that just gets you excited. And for me, a lot of the times it is reading the lore because this that's the part of it I like the best. That's what inspires me to make armies and want to build stuff. Um, and that's <laughs> and. That's sort of the difference, I think, between me and Alex. Alex reads a book and says, ah, this would be good, and this would be great, and this would be cool, and I can crush with it. And I'm like, I like this story. Let's put all these guys over here. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. That is not how it works with me. Well, you do like you do find something you latch on the story, but you still find ways to make it really good. I just buy like, I'm like, that looks great. And then I buy it. I play Sharks with Deepkin, and I play Gloomspike Gits. Okay, then you're even better. Okay, so what Alex is saying is, look, I know I win everything, but don't say I win everything because I pick really tough lists. I win all sorts of stuff. I don't win. But a oh, now you're saying the bad words. I gotta edit again. See, the more I drink, the more I gotta edit. All right. That's. I'm really surprised at that statement. <laughs> um, anyway. 
No, I'm just teasing. You know what I mean. You're like, I just, yeah. Find something you like. Do that. You know what? Paint a, go if you, if you've, all right. Now, if you're in, inside because of the quarantine, folks, here's another idea. Here you are inside and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do for my hobby. Did you get all the endless spells? Did That's you, a good one. Did you get the penumbral penendrum thing and the, the, the thing that nobody takes? Even if you just take a couple of those, paint them up. Maybe you're not going to take them in your next army because you're trying to play and you're planning to play to win and you don't know if this is going to be great or not. But it's they're very unique. And they're quick. Yeah. And then it's and you can play with different colors and different schemes and different techniques. Yeah. You can make it as ridiculous. Whatever. It's, it's an endless spell. Honestly, if you're Prism, Palisade, b- b- Malarkey, if, if it's all just, you know, like I would do it the way I paint my uh, – the wings on my Stormcast with that, uh, the white, uh, and then covered with that mother of pearl from Testers. Gives it that beautiful mm-hmm. shine. Boom. I'll put that one color on. Just let it pick up the colors itself. I've, I'm done. Maybe just maybe highlight the very outer edges or something just to so it's not just a color. Um, or you could just go and, and paint them, each one of them a different color. Like you just, it doesn't even matter if it's ridiculous and doesn't quite match your army. That's one of the things I like about that. Every once in a while, I'll do one of the, one of them, um, because I can just do anything. Because it, I mean, you you want the basing to match your army, but all my armies, I make my own little roll out my bases. So who cares? Those things, though, man, they're quick, they're easy. Maybe they give you some inspiration. Maybe they don't. What do I know? I ain't painting. But that's just I got to answer the question. So. You got any other ideas for Slumpies? Slumpies, nope. that's what we're calling people in a slump. I'm King Slumpy. Oh, I'm King Slumpy. I need a bell. Hold on, I'm writing this down. King Slumpy. Oh, maybe that maybe that's what we should call this episode. We were gonna call it hobbying in the time of quarantine, but <laughs> I'll hail King Slumpy. That might be a good one. Plus, hey, I'll hail me. That works. All right. Um <laughs> this is from Nicholas Trangtegoman. Uh I introduced my girlfriend to the painting aspect of the hobby, and even though I think I didn't do a great job of introducing it, she seemed to enjoy it. She said she probably won't play or collect. So how did you, David, introduce your children to the hobby or parts of it? And do you, Alex, have any pre-made plans of ways to introduce your child to the hobby. I asked because my girlfriend's first introduction to the hobby was painting bases and she felt insecure in her abilities to paint my models. To build on the first question, how did or will you deal with other insecurities and parts of the hobby and what step would you suggest for my significant other? Okay, jeez. It's like he wrote a book. Okay. Do you want to start? Because once I start, I, apparently I can't stop. I'm, I'm getting like a third wind here and it's just bananas. I don't even know what's going on, but you want to start? Okay. So, um, I don't have any overt plans on getting Joan into the hobby. Um, if she gets interested in it, it's going to be from books. Um, cause my initial plan is to do like the Warhammer adventures books. Um, when she gets of age that she can like sit down and we can read those together and then say, okay, if you like these stories, like there's actually a game, it's a little toy soldiers that I paint. Would you like to try it out? 
and just see if that takes or just painting. Like, I just want to see like natural progression. Um, but I don't have any overt plans. It's all by her choice. Um, but I think the big thing, um, as far as like getting someone else in is just giving them the ability just to practice on stuff. Um, cause like, uh, Tanya Shibe, uh, dark elf sorceress um i introduced her to the game um and it was just basically like bought her some models let her practice um let her paint and eventually she wanted to play um because she saw the fun that we were having with it and she had all these witch elves that she loved to paint so that's that's how she got into it so i mean it's possible it's just let them progress on their own pace for people you're into the hobby and just make sure to continue to encourage and show new techniques and like bring them to hangouts once stores go back open they do open hobby nights bring them in and say hey dave yep. go oh my turn yeah okay um go on with this okay so how did i introduce okay um you know i was just playing with christopher and harrison was hanging out with us you know, I mean, he was like four or five, and he just liked to watch us play the game, like any kid does. Um, he was already you know, he was into Pirates of the Caribbean. He watched you know Lord of the Rings type stuff. Like he was he was into all that sort of stuff. Dad watched it. He watched it with him. So when we played. He was just interested in playing. You know, um, he was interested in just doing all of it. Now, it, you know, he was young and he was frustrated. Uh, now, we found out years later the kid's colorblind. <laughs> So one I the, did not see that coming. Yeah, no. Harrison is red green deficient, which um, no, well, my dad is too. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, like, uh, it, no wonder he liked the look of the high elves so much. It was all like white and blue and colors that he could really tell. You know, mm-hmm. whereas my vampire count stuff was all red and green, and I'm I just probably looked like a big hot mess to him. You know. Yep. Um. I remember when he was trying to paint up the for War Machine the uh, was the Kador they like the Russian ones I think that's them yeah Kador yeah he's sitting there painting he, he's like just he's like this is miserable I hate this and we couldn't figure out why and it's like oh yeah you can't tell the colors that you're painting even so he mm-hmm. you know he he did that for a bit um, but he he had frustration because of that, but he you know. He just kind of wanted to. Morgan never really got into it. Uh, Kira's into it. Kira just likes to paint, but Kira likes to paint and to draw, and she just loves art. And then she sees these ogres, which are these big, sort of weird, chubby, fat-looking guys, and she just likes to paint. And I've been showing her how to do the stuff uh, with contrast. And even though contrast paint doesn't work the best on the giant, flat parts of the ogre, um, you kind of put on that skin tone a little bit thick, and those parts look a little bit more like dirt or gunk, you know, on them, sort of. Mm-hmm. And then you go back, bit bop boop. Um, bit pop. Yeah, bit bop boop. Look, if you don't make the noise, it doesn't work. Okay? Bippity boppity boop. No, okay. not that. That's, that's, that's copyrighted. Okay, I'm talking just, you're on it, and if I'm talking. Kip, pop, pow, right? Blue, black. Silver, flesh, go back, put on some hair and some eyeballs. Boom, it's done. She's excited. She's got an army. It's painted. She painted it herself. Um, 
play some small games, she gets really excited. Um, keeping the game small is, I think, key also to getting them into the hobby, uh, especially in the beginning. This game's got a lot of moving parts. Yes. And especially, like, just, just going through the hero phase gets confusing. I mean, I got to have everything I do on a list, you know, just to make sure I don't miss stuff. And so I keep it small with her. Let her paint a couple. When she gets bored, put it aside. Don't worry about it. You know, want to play? Let's mm-hmm. play with the couple of units we have painted. Get her, you know, it's small, few things, but it's it's that way to bring it in. Um, like I said, that's that's always that's how easy it was for me. Um, and it's like I always told the kids if they didn't like if they didn't think what they painted was great, you know, and I mean. Some of the stuff I painted looked better than some of the stuff Harrison painted. Some of the stuff they took here, and they're like, "It does. It doesn't look as good as what you did." And I, and that that's my big. I'm like, nobody cares about that. Literally, nobody cares about that. Um, it's like the silly meme. It's like, oh, this guy's got this army. And he's like, oh, I'm so pleased with what I'm painted. And there's the other guy, and he's like, oh God, I can't believe mine next to this guy's. Mine looks terrible next to this guy's. And the other guy's looking and goes, oh, mine looks terrible compared to both of those guys. And the other guy who's just walking by looking at him goes, oh my God, look at how cool these painted things are. Because honestly, most of the people who are walking by and looking at your game or the other person who's playing, they're just happy that it's painted. Like, there's no reason to be insecure. I, I was forever. I was always trying to paint better, trying to paint better. Oh God, I got to paint. If I don't get a best painted nomination, I'm just not good at this. And then I realized, wow, that's taking a lot of my time and slowing me down and making me like this less because I can't do it like it looks in the book. And I'm just like, look, you know what? I can do this. I like it. I get it to this level. This is good. And just and that's just that's what I would do to deal with anyone's insecurities. I do it with Kira constantly. I'm like, Kira, if you like it, it's totally good. Because who are you playing with? She's like me. And I'm like, and even if someone else comes over to play, I'm like, you like it? She's like, yeah. I'm like, that's the whole point. You just you 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 want to present an army you like, and that's it. Nobody knows what you were planning. Nobody knows if it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. Nobody knows any of that. You know, everybody just looks. Oh, look, it's fully painted. That's awesome. You know, because if you're not playing in a tournament, way often people are playing with stuff that's unpainted, and that's fine. I don't got beef with that. But if it's painted, it's good. That's what I would tell them. What do you think? That sounds accurate. Sounds good. All right, let's do a couple more of these, and then we're going to wrap it up because it's about that time to do that. Um, what were you hoping the big GW reveals were going to be at Adepticon? I Harrison wants to see more of the elves, and I want to too because he really likes the new stuff. He really likes the floating techless in the in the Arabian Nights outfit. Um, I'm not certain about the outfit, and all the weird elven faces always look weird to me. Um, but he's jazzed, and he's just excited. It's the first time he's been excited to play in like six years. So I was hoping to see more of that just so I could bring it to Harrison and we could be like, you know, drooling over that stuff together. Um, And then I assume there's going to be a whole lot of extra stuff coming out for every little game system they've got going. Um, But, yeah, I was looking forward to that. I really – okay, go ahead. Uh, Did you want to see anything in particular? I'm assuming you you don't know exactly what they're showing. Um, I – kind of know. What, so. oh, you you kind of know? Oh, so you can't say nothing. Correct. Gotcha. I know nothing, so that's all I know. Um, but, okay, so then let's move on to the next. 
What uh, Ruben Beard? What? Oh, that was Kyle Neeland, by the way. Ruben Beard. What can we do as a community to support our FLGS in this difficult times? Um, hmm. If they're open, if it's an online place or something like that, and they're still running, which I don't, I don't know anybody that's running right now. I mean, literally, GW's closed. Grognards is shut down. Like they're like, look, we're closed. Uh, you know, that's that we're, we're we're not essential. We gotta, you know. And I know there's some people who are running. I know there's some there's some local places by us, like comic shops and stuff like that. That they're like, we're still getting stuff in. If you order, we'll run it out to the curb for you. And it's like, you know, it's it's like a one or two person operation. So I guess they figured, hey, I could be here by myself. I'm not putting anyone in. I'm just I. I I didn't know anyone was still open. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? I thought you were supposed to be closed unless it's important. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, if they have an online presence, I mean, you could probably order online. Um, or even if it's one things where they can, like, if they're not closed yet for a non-essent for the essential order, um, even just go in and buy a gift card um, that you just use later to get them more money in their till. To get them through however long they have to close for. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not. A bad and then idea. once they re once they open again, go back in and buy stuff. Spend time there. Yeah, that's the thing. You know what? Everyone's saving up some of their hobby money right now. Or if you're not, I mean, you, if you have it. Um, yeah. If you so have hobby you, money and you got to use it for something else, that's one thing. But if you're, if you're, if you know the stuff, because now, I mean, once again, we don't even know what's. There might be a gap for what's coming out next, but uh, mm-hmm. whatever you were planning on spending, if you can put that aside when they open, bring that because they're gonna, they're going to need it. Yeah. Oh boy. And you're going to want to get out of the house anyway. So there you go. Don't pretend otherwise. Um. Okay. Johnny Poiser asked if you could make a new army to the bring a new army to the game. What would it be? And we did this like an episode or two ago. We were just talking about what we would kind of like to do. Yeah. And I don't have I don't remember what my answer was, but you said something balanced, which everyone thought was funny because you're talking to a play tester about something balanced. That's um, just so not what I meant. It was just like, but if I I'm know. writing an art, I mean, because you know, back when I was first playing, it was dwarfs. I would be like, you know, I'll take all this and no magic, and I, I didn't totally not a balanced type army, but it's an army that you'll you know you can kind of focus on the thing you like. And some people like that. I want I want to. The thing I want most out of any army is the ability to mix it up and pick different units from my book and be able to just change it up a lot and not feel like, oh, now that I changed it up, now this sucks or this doesn't work this way, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all. So, yeah, when I say balance, it's not – I forgot about that. Everyone thought I was pulling your chain. Or at least ribbon. Um, yeah. And I had said got back scuttlers because <laughs> – That's right. Okay, if you could have any model, have any model to be sculpted, what would it be? It, well, I, I guess he's, are, are we wish listing like what we want to see be made? If if you have any model to be sculpted, what would it be? So, I don't know. Um, I mean, honestly, I want to I want a Malarian because I want to see I want to see that or a Tyrion maybe because I haven't they, they haven't released a Tyrion model yet, have they? Or a pictures of one? We've got Teclas. Well, we have Teclas. Um, <laughs> Stop it. Um, but, I mean, Malarian or Tyrion, because um, those are the only ones that were really missing from the current uh, named character bucket. 
Or did he um, mean like just anything? Because I wouldn't mind seeing a big nasty dragon, like a not not a not a Dracoth, not not some of the, like a classic dragon. Mm-hmm. Because none of what we got, the Star Drakes, all that stuff, they're all very stylish. They they're different though. I mean, even the Maw Crush is so different from the Wyvern or the Wyvern or however they, you're supposed to pronounce that. Um, just we don't have a classic. Dra- I'd love to see a cool classic. Dragon. I don't know who's riding it. I don't know what they're riding it for. I don't even care if it's one of those long, skinny dragons that they ride, like the twins did in the Wood Elf Army. I just, I want a classic sort of dragon. That's that's what I want to see. Or Malarian. Okay. You got anything? Or um, I would love to see like a proper to scale dragon ogre Shagath. Um, oh yeah, that's a good one. Or Grapex Scuttlers, or um, how about new Croxigors? <laughs> eh, I don't care. I'm indifferent to them. Um, new Minotaurs or the Bulgors would be awesome, but mainly because I hate that kit. Ugh, yeah, um, the Minotaur. I just it's it's not great. No, it's not sweet. Or I'd like to see um, Deepkin with like a four-drilled. Kraken or Megalodon. Okay. I'd like to see that, but um, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. So that's okay. Yeah, can we sidetrack here? Because it's not like I haven't been doing that for the last half hour anyway. Okay, come on. You know, the Seraphon. The the Seraphon. Did they get no new models other than the, the, the pyramid, the step pyramid? They got the engine, that's it. Yeah, see? Man. I just... God bless America. They deserve some, some news. Oh, you know, maybe even keep the skanks, but... No, the Saurus are... Some dynamic post-Saurus? Because, like, the Saurus now... Now that they replaced the, the, the damn... Uh, the Warriors of Chaos, Slaves of Darkness, now that they replaced the I'm standing, you know, with my elbows in my hips and my arms straight out, Chaos Warriors, for these fancy new ones, like, the, that's it. Like, that, you know, I mean, the zombies are really old, but whatever for that. The, like, this, the, they're so monopose, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, they're so static. They could totally, could you picture if they went in and redid those guys with the stuff they're doing now, how awesome they would be? Mm-hmm. I really thought, or at least the Crocs. I mean, those are fine cast, aren't they? Because they don't do the metals. Yeah, they're fine cast. Yeah, come on. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. They, they, uh, uh, all right, you know that's uh, okay. Sorry about that. You're done saying. Um, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Oh crap! Hold on. I hit the wrong. I tapped my phone the wrong way, and there went all my comments. Uh, blurp, blurp, blurp. Um. All right. Okay, I'm going to ask you this because Lord knows I don't know the answer. Will Scott asks, Will Scott asks, what do you feel a Spider Fang only army could use that it currently doesn't have? Personally, I'd like to see more hero types. Spider Fang only. That's like the 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 the. The spider and the like, spiders, yeah. And is that it? It's just the spiders, right? It's the spider riders, the uh, scuttle boss, 
which is the fighter type on the intermediate spider. Right. And then there's the skitter strand, which is the big ambushy spider with no crew. The two variants of spider with crew. And then the web spinner shaman on the big shaman. And then the web spinner shaman not on the big spider. So it's literally the big spiders and then the little spider riders. And that is all of it. And then there's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. They need, at the very least, more heroes. I get it. You don't want to go back and make another spider thing. No, no. Not more heroes? I think they need more units. Um, The only hero that I could really see adding would be a fighter type on an Arachnorok spider. Um, Because right now, the only character that can go on an Arachnorok is a shaman. Um Oh, I, I see. The non-wizard. They would be yeah. better with a fighter type on an Arachnorok. Um, but you also have to remember that it's building off the existing kit is how GW is doing their product line right now. So if there's no way to make a unique boss type model outside of that shaman, then it's not going to happen as much as I would like to see it. Um, I think personally you need more options for that army. Um because right now, your only battle line option is the Spider Raiders. And they're cool, but they're not amazingly effective. Um, so what do we do? We make the Spider Riders even cheaper and we make like a mid-range spider? I think the spiders need to have some sort of crazy pouncing rule where they can attack with longer reach um, to make the spiders themselves worth it. Because the spiders are the only good part of that profile. Um, or I I would love to see a return of a spider swarm. Um, so, like, have it like an ambushing unit where it can just come out of the trees. Um, but actually go in and fight stuff and regenerate off, the tr- off like, forests or terrain features. Um, similar to how, like, the Skaven rat swarms have. Um, so I think... Like just having more unit options, I think is really what it would boil down to for them. Um, and they have real no use for that loon shrine except for if they're within twelve inches of it, because it doesn't do anything for them. Ah, uh, okay. Because the regeneration of units only happens um, for moon clan grot units. Oh well, that stinks. Yeah, so the spiders get very limited use out of it. Um, I mean, their battalions are cool, and they have some neat ambushy type abilities, but they just don't get work done outside of the big spiders. So if, like, the big spiders are battle line, if Spider Fang General, like how Beast Claws are, where you get, you know, we remove the behemoth restriction. Uh Um I think that would be cool for them to actually make them semi-viable, but I don't know. I don't. I also think that Gloom Spite you need to mix to be the most effective between Moon Clan, Spider Fang, and Trog. So I get you. I get you. Um, all right, we are actually. Oh goodness, it is late. We're running out of time. Uh, I want to take all the questions, but some of these are a little bit longer. That are um, we're gonna do one last one, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap because it's it's actually getting. I have to. Uh, oh man, I told Morgan twenty minutes like an hour ago. I'm in trouble. All right. Um, 
All right, last one, Ryan Quinlan. This one's simple. Spears or clubs for the Soros Warriors? He's got a 40 block. He can't decide if it's two-inch reach or one rend. That is a better thing. Um, I, I'm thinking rend? I'm thinking reach. You're thinking reach. If you have that many guys in the unit, the only the front rank attacks with them because they're on 32s. Uh-huh. So you have essentially 30 extra wounds to support the 10 guys that are going to fight if you take clubs. Um, as opposed to having the spear, which while you're not as rolling like as quality attacks, you're rolling more attacks. Um, and any sort of those buffer spells or anything like that to either add to the wound roll or add to the hit roll or the number of attacks, you're going to get more bang for your buck out of the spear. Okay. For a big unit like that, I think if you're going to do like a small pack of like 10 to 20, I would probably do the clubs easily. Um, but I think the spears, if you're going to do a big 40 blob, is probably the way to go. Otherwise, you've got 30 models that aren't doing anything besides dying. Ah, got you. I see what you're saying. All right. Um, all right, you know what? That's going to have to be it. It's got to be. Yeah. It's time to go home. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not. Yeah. Uh, time for me to call it a night, I think, here. Yeah, we're all in the same boat. Okay. So, all right, everybody. All I right. think that's a wrap. Um, yeah. Um, stay healthy. Yeah. Stay inside. Um, also, thanks to the Patreon patrons. Let's wrap it up the right way. Associate producers Phil Elliott, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, Lance Pear, executive producer Colin Miller. Uh, thanks again to William Shen for jumping in as a patron and for Vanderpool for changing up and jumping up a whole level there uh, or two. Uh, thank you all. You're the part of the 1%. As I always say, you make everything on this show what it is, despite what today was, but whatever for that. Um, all right, so Cities of Sigmar, if you've been waiting to hear what we have to say and why, um, that's next. We'll be back. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, until that time, folks, only the faithful will be triumphant, only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful know no despair except in failure. You've been listening to Garage Hand. If you've enjoyed the show, maybe consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes or check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash garagehammer. If you'd like to reach us, you can contact us via our email address, garagehammer at live.com. You can also find us on Twitter. David is at garagehammer and Alex, that's me, is at somekindageek30. Original music by Claire Seabrook. You can find more of her work at soundcloud.com slash Claire Seabrook Music. Finally, if you want to join the Garage Hammer community, as well as the AOS community worldwide, comment on our episodes in the show thread at the Grand Alliance Forums. That's tga.community. Or check out the Garage Hammer Facebook page. And as always, thanks for listening.